Greetings, this is Shane Ross from the blog Little Frog in High Def, and this is a story from the Edit Bay. This is the final episode before I go on a short hiatus. I know there haven't been that many episodes, but don't worry, I'll be back soon. And there will be a small change in the schedule. Instead of weekly podcast, I'm switching to bi-weekly, meaning one episode every two weeks, because the show is, well, written, rewritten, then recorded, badly because I'm not a public speaker, then edited, a lot. This show takes time, and with a full-time job, a side job, a blog, and a family that likes to hang out with me, I don't have much time. Not even to watch TV. Currently, I'm five episodes behind on the TV show 24, four behind on Lost, five behind on Rescue Me, and then there are the Law & Order franchise that I haven't even started this season. I'm going to have to squeeze sleep in there sometime. So I will continue with the podcast, just less frequently. I'll pick up in the summertime when things have lightened up a bit. Until then, enjoy this episode of The Edit Bay, brought to you commercial-free by, well, me. When I graduated film school, I was full of bravado. I had a plan, move to Hollywood and become an editor in five years. Forget the established union rules that one needed to be an assistant for ten years before one could become an editor, a rule that has now been done away with, by the way. I was going to show these people what a great editor I was. It was slow going at first. Instead of heading to Hollywood right out of school, I headed to Arizona, following the love of my life as she finished college. So I landed a job in a video store, and then eventually as a phone tech support specialist for Apple. You see, I couldn't get any production work in Phoenix. Originally, I wanted to be a camera operator and cinematographer, and every place I applied to either had that position filled or asked for something that I didn't have. A demo reel. That was something that the film school neglected to tell us to get. So, liking a demo reel, I was working a cubicle job doing tech support. Was I discouraged? Hell yes, I was. Here I had this grand plan, and it appeared to be disrailed. I, like my friends, seemed to be destined to work outside my field of study. I mean, how was I going to go anywhere being a tech support guy for Apple? How was I going to know anything working in a video store? Well, with a video store, I had the obvious benefit of being able to rent movies for free. So I did just that. I rented every movie I could. I saw a lot of movies, good movies and bad movies. I watched them all. Now, I hope to get only the good ones. I mean, who wants to watch a bad one on purpose? Okay, so I made an exception with Plan 9 from Outer Space, but that film is a requirement to watch. I don't know why they don't show that one at film school. Truly horrible, in a good way. So bad that you just can't turn it off. So I watched a lot of movies. This is research. If you earn a living in production, this is a tax deduction. Now, about this tech support thing. Getting this job was actually of a huge benefit. How? Let me tell you. Here I was, sending out resume after resume looking for work. I kept sending out the same resume, with minor changes, to all the same places, once a week. Not because I was trying to hound them for work, although that is a good thing, but because I never felt I got my resume quite right. I would send one out, and then look at it and go, Darn it, I think it would look better if I indented the job title just below the show title. I did that and sent it out, and then I thought, Hmm... If I italicized it too, that would make it stand out more. So I did that and sent it out. Then my wife noticed that I misspelled the abbreviation for Boulevard. I lived on Apache Boulevard. Instead of BLVD, I spelled it BVLD. Not Boulevard, but Bouvelard. Okay, that had to be changed. I did that and sent out another copy. A few days later, I got a call from a lady who wanted to hire me as a production assistant. Basically, she wanted me to stop sending resumes, and the only way she could figure out how to do that was to hire me. 
Gotta admit, I like the logic of that. So now I was a production assistant and still working for Apple. While I was working for this company, I was still getting requests for my demo reel. So I approached the lady who hired me and asked if I could swap a couple of workdays for one day on their Avid, so I could cut my demo reel. Oh, you know the Avid, she asked? Yep, they used one in college on my senior project. Oh, she replied, that's great, because there's a film production just outside of town, and they're looking for a local hire for an apprentice editor, and they must know the Avid. Wow, great. So I drove out to the production office and interviewed with one of the producers. At the end of the interview, he asked, Okay, I've interviewed seven people today who have the same skills as you do. What have you got to offer that others don't? While I was searching for the words, the director's assistant came barging into the office, as if on cue. Hey, I need to get this computer serviced. It's acting all weird, and I can't have the four applications I use all the time open at the same time. It used to work, but now it doesn't. The producer started to protest to say that this wasn't a good time, and he was in the middle of an interview. But then I noticed the computer she was using. An Apple PowerBook. Uh, excuse me, I chimed in. I'm an Apple tech support specialist. Uh, can I see that computer for a few minutes? She handed it over, and I did a few technical things that might bore you if I go into details. But after a few minutes, I had things working perfectly. I was hired on the spot. You see, the editors were cutting on Avid systems, and at the time, Avid ran on Apple computers. So having an Apple tech support specialist on hand was a bonus, especially if somebody else's computer started acting up. So that's how I landed my first Hollywood job, on Oliver Stone's U-Turn. Now, as I said in my last podcast, from there I learned how to use FileMaker Pro, and that in turn got me hired on the next two jobs, being a vault manager at two companies. There I was, in Hollywood at last, but after two years, I was still only a vault manager. Getting hired as an assistant editor was tough in this town. I eventually did, but it was a slow climb. From vault manager to post-production coordinator to finally assisting on shows while I was coordinating but had little to do, so the company hired me to save a little money. My salary was already covered, you see. From there, I finally landed a full-time assistant gig on a pilot that failed. And then I befriended an editor in an Avid class I took. I took the class only to have the Avid certified assistant credit on my resume, who then hired me on as his assistant. Four years as an assistant, I finally made the leap to editor. It was a long road, longer than my five-year plan, but after seven years, I was an editor. On features? No. Network TV? No. Like the cable stuff. Nickelodeon, Discovery? Eh, I'm fine with that. Now, going back a bit, when I was a vault manager, I had a few friends in town who I went to film school with. They, too, were low on a totem pole, still production assistants on features and TV shows. One of them was close to selling a feature he directed, but then that fell through. After two years of PA work, they were discouraged. All of them left town to go home and ended up doing things that weren't film-related. They, like I, intended to take Hollywood by storm, show the world what great editors and directors and writers they were. But because they hit the wall of the Hollywood machine, where people are slow to rise, they were discouraged and left. I know this can be discouraging. Even if you aren't in Hollywood, this slow rise is common. Stick it out. Good things come to those who work hard. You want to excel? Be the best damn PA the world has ever seen. If you do, you will stick out and get hired again and again. Eventually, people will see your ambition and give you more duties, promote you to other jobs like assistant production manager, or move you to be a PA in the department that you want to work in. Then you can start to move up that ladder. All too often, people who are hired as PAs think the work is below them. They are the next Corsese. Why should they be running to the store to buy snacks? Driving dailies across town getting coffee for the director. Because that is how you get to know people. More importantly, that is how people get to know you. 
do your job and do it well, and people will want to work with you. Come in with this attitude like, I'm only doing this until my script is discovered. Hey, you want to read my script? I'll bring it in when I bring you your coffee, and you won't get hired again. Most people who arrive on a set suddenly realize that filmmaking is a lot of hard work. They never knew. They thought this was all fun and games. Well, it isn't. It's 16 to 20 hour days, waking up at the crack of, oh my god, is that what time it is? Or going to bed when your buddies are waking up at the crack of, oh my god, is that what time it is? Is it fun too? Well, yes, it is. That's kind of what makes it worth it. But it isn't all fun and games. You go home with blisters. Even us editors have calluses on our fingertips. Now, not all of my college buddies went home. Most stayed. One is a feature film trailer editor. Another is a director of photography for commercials and music videos. Uh, one guy is a producer on a reality series. And two are writers on popular kids shows. Did they make it right away? Of course not. Not everyone follows a path of Robert Rodriguez or Steven Spielberg. Most of us have to claw our way up, work hard, and get noticed. So if you're just about to get into this wonderful world of production and post, or you have been here for a while and feel stuck, or if you want to but have some other job that you don't think will help you in this wonderful world of production, stick with it. Let me end with another story. One of my buddies worked at a grocery store for two years before getting his start. He mainly managed the fresh food department, the fruits and vegetables. When he finally landed regular PA work, he left that job. One of the jobs he landed was a food commercial. Now, they had spent all day shooting food, and the food was starting to look, well, not so fresh. Even the backup food wasn't doing well. He stepped up and told the producers about his experience and offered to get more fresh vegetables for the product shots they were fussing over. They agreed, and off he went. He came back with food that was fresh and vibrant. He even went so far as to buy other things to help keep the backup food properly fresh, something that he noticed the food wrangler didn't do properly. Needless to say, he saved the day, and now he's a commercial cameraman, something he wanted to do from the start. Did he go instantly from PA to cameraman? Of course not. He had to work his way up. Okay, that's it for now. I'll be back with more episodes of The Edit Bay after a short hiatus. Be well, and good luck.